Welcome to the Improvising Life Podcast, where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lloyd Crawford, your host. In our last episode, we explored tool number five of improvising, build versus invent. And I was going to jump into tool number six to wrap up the tool series, but another message, like a curiosity, is coming up more strongly, so we're going to go with that. This episode is inspired by Rachel Onojabe, who you can find on Instagram at Rachel Onojabe, and I'll have her information in the show notes. But she recently posted um, a video on having an open heart in terms of human design. So this is sort of a inspired by take on how myself having an energetically open heart is experiencing that and how it impacts the way that I do or don't show up in service of others and really um, one of those like inner narratives that I have that I'm currently willing and trying to shake off so that way um, I'm able to navigate from a more empowered place and also you know really let this like Libra season be a time where the relationship I have with those stories can shift and you know and that I don't have to keep carrying on that luggage because that you know as I like to think of it you know that the energetic residue of our story stays with us you know and eventually we get to a point where we, we're a bit curious and we want to look in our bags and be like why am I carrying around a fucking toaster and chucking it out you know recycle but um, <laughs> getting rid of what is stuffing us down that we don't really need so um, I hope you are able to see a bit of yourself in this episode and also really um, I want to leave an open prompt of asking yourself what sort of stories are you carrying that feel like you maybe had like a ghost author you know that sort of unhelpful help and what story feels like it wants to come through what story feels more empowering and how can just naming that be the first step in shifting it all right, I used some words a moment ago, open heart and human design. What the fuck does that mean? So <laughs> human design is a, let's say, energetic blueprint system that a problematic, narcissistic, um, <laughs> white dude on um, a lot of drugs channeled um, from a compilation of ancient and indigenous modalities and so I like to preface with that first that it's a accumulation of ancient wisdoms including the Kabbalah, the I Ching, um, astrology, there's several other um, components so apologies for my memory not being fresh but if you were to google human design system it would come up and so you know the the point of prefacing it that the sort of deliverer of this, um, you know, as we all have our own ways of being problematic, that he also was human and problematic. So I like to just preface that. But the, the power that I find in this system is that it it sort of gives us an insight into the, the idea of where, you know, people might say very cliche-ishly, we're all made uniquely, you know, this sort of shows the energetics of how we're all unique. And so it offers through you know also using the chakra system and in an expanded form it offers nine different energy centers and you either have these open meaning that there's no consistent energetic activation in that center undefined which means you might have some 
activated energies, but they're not going to be um, really strong voices within your body. They're not going to be a bit, uh, as strong of a driving force. Or you could have a center defined, and that's going to be sort of the loudest like voices in your body and in your experience. And it's going to be the source of the battery, so to speak, that you have with navigating the world. So one of those centers is the heart center or the ego center, the will center. There's several names, but it correlates to the heart chakra. And so in the video that I mentioned, Rachel posting about her own experience as a business owner with having an undefined heart, um, that that shows up with her as, you know, the heart centers as one of how we evaluate or relate to worth, proving ourselves confidence, you know, and so it can be a very tender and vulnerable space and how she hadn't been showing um, people her t like testimonials from her business services or really letting herself be seen and celebrated for the impact she's having in her community. And, that, and she had shared that that realization came through um, on how that was part of her condition, so to speak, of, of undefined, of having undefined heart center assuming that people would think she was bragging and so an effort you know the story she was telling herself like oh well since I don't want to brag I just want to let people know that I'm having these results and that my clients are having these results um and so well she so she has an undefined heart meaning that she has some energy activated there I have an, a fully open heart which means none of the energy gates um which each have different themes of of energy that could show up in your life are activated in mine and so it's almost like the um, if you have something open or undefined energetically, you almost, you become like a Bluetooth speaker for someone who has that energy defined. So you'll be amplifying what's around you. So essentially, it's like having that as a a feeler and a like a a mirror, right? But like times thirty because in my case it's open, so I have the volume switched up all the time, which means that I can take on other people's energies and stories about worth, confidence, proving themselves. Um, it can be difficult to know what's mine and not mine, and so I'm in that process of not only naming those stories um, about like worth and value and impact and confidence um, are lingering, but also seeing how I can easily shift out of those. So if you are interested in human design, um, you, again, you can Google human design system and it would be something where you would need your birth time, date, and location to be able to pull up your chart. Um, I do offer different services of doing human design readings, but in particular, if you don't have your birth time, I have been able to um, energetically locate people's birth times and then they ended up later finding the birth certificate and I was um, accurate or within one or two minutes, which doesn't change your chart necessarily um, by using a pendulum. So feel free to reach out and we can explore that as an option if you're curious, but you don't have access to your birth time because I do acknowledge that human design, as with astrology charts as well, have that access barrier that you need that information. All right, now that we've shared a literacy moment together and whether or not you want to commit to memory what human design is, that's not the point, but at least the option's there. So you know that we're talking about an energetic center, sort of the, the energy that can linger depending on what stories we have there and how we experience that in our life. And so what came up for me was this, what I'm calling like an open heart myth. And that myth is that I would be a one hit wonder. 
So why I don't have it easily identifiable on a website or anywhere um, for people to know what services I offer in my business, how I can be of impact, what impact I've already had with people, you know, it's because I have this, um, this fear, quote, quote, you know, or this assumption rather that I would be a one hit wonder. And so I was thinking about this and there are several different ways to sort of look at this mirage, right? And the first most obvious, you know, that, you know, anyone can sort of coach me through or to say as a rebuttal to that is like, well, of course that's not true. You know, like you could have endless impact. So I want to sit with that one first because, you know, that was the sort of first surface level response of that doesn't have to be true, right? You know, there can be several different ways that I have a way of empowering people and impacting people. Um, but then a, a deeper one came through and that's the one that I sort of want to tease through because it's, it's a nuance and it's also asking me to hold more thing than one true, true. So we're going to like, yes, and this together. Like, yes, it's true that I could actually have impact with several people. And also what if it was actually okay to only impact one person? You know, like, can I sit with that part? Because if I'm saying like, oh, I wouldn't be a one hit wonder and just dismiss that. It's also saying that if I were to only ever impact one person, that that wouldn't be worthwhile. But that doesn't feel true to me. It actually feels like being able to impact one person is a ripple in itself. And it does offer this beginning, you know, this catalyst, right, of whether that's empowerment, healing, shit shifting, being able to suddenly for that individual have access again to choices and choices they want to make. There would be something different accessible to them than before. And that is one of my core values in life and in business is just expanding awareness or access for someone. You know, if I'm going to be a gatekeeper for many things in life because of the privileges that I have, who am I to then gatekeep impact by thinking that, oh, if only one person would be impacted, it's not even worth starting or trying. Because if I'm also then saying, oh, in in no way would I ever be a one-hit wonder, I'm going to impact millions of people, you know, that, sure, that would be great and there'd be different ripples, but again, it goes back to this idea that it's more about volume or like productivity and not quality and commu- like community and connection. So I, I was sitting with that because it, it then led me to this question of what is worth anyways? Because the way, at least in Western society, particularly in the U.S., which is, you know, the my frame of reference um, and where my privileges reside, it's like, Worth comes up in terms of a comparison, and so it's really this disempowerment of self to elevate the priorities or the the merits that something or someone externally would give me. So if I'm thinking about, you know, having this, this open heart, right, and that I can hold space for people to explore their own worth stories, their own sense of empowerment or disempowerment, um, their own sense of debunking that they have to prove themselves, you know, 
if I'm able to reflect and be a mirror for that, sort of amplify their experience so that way they get aware of what's lurking beneath their own surfaces and have a different relationship with it, like if all that's happening, can it be done in a way where it's again not saying that what I say has to end up being what replaces your story, but is there suddenly a, a curiosity or belief that there can be another story? And can it be one where maybe this story is being written just for you? It doesn't have to be read by someone else. It doesn't have to necessarily be, like you don't have to go through the transformation just so you can share it back out. Um, and then at the same time, knowing that this transformation is a part of, of your own experience, if you do decide to share it, can it be done in a way where, again, it's not about being worried of, like, oh, are they going to think I'm bragging? It's just like, oh, no, I'm celebrating myself and, and willing to be vulnerable enough to be seen because there should be or could there be this normalization that people are constantly going through things and we're all made to feel unworthy because we're comparing externally. It's less about what quality of an experience am I having with myself and for myself and how does that translate into the relationships that I'm in with others. So, yeah, I just wanted to share out that that question of what is worth anyways and perhaps a, a prompt for us all to explore of how has worth been defined for me? How does that feel when I think about how worthy am I? Are there other stories that come up and, you know, holding space for the reality that whether or not we are able to call it a story, it still has a real ass impact on our lived experience. It's still something we are navigating. It has a real, like it's a reality in itself. So by, by labeling it a story, it doesn't then mean that it's suddenly fiction and it's, it's irrelevant and we can just bypass ourselves. It's really of saying that especially as humans and we're the social being and our earliest histories and origins and cultures were expressed or at least through story. And yes, we've gotten away from that because of the current systems, but at our root are, while being in connection to self and others, is based in story. And so stories are real as fuck. And so is their impact. And so if we can hold that, you know, again, what what is worth anyways? And so I'm going to continue to spend some time with this. I'll be on maternity leave any day now as, as baby's soon approaching. And really inviting that to be part of my birthing and postpartum experience of how is a sense of worth coming up as I navigate this transition into parenthood? You know, and how am I then navigating the sense of like, do I feel like I have to prove myself? Am I able to say, you know, it's okay to, to take off time from my business. It's actually vital that I do. And knowing that I'm having an impact on one being, which is my child, that that is more than enough. That is actually exactly what my commitment to being a parent is about, especially at this point in her life when she arrives is her whole story is going to be one that's sculpted by my relationship with her in terms of like her awareness and what she's experiencing in these earliest moments. So if I'm going back to this idea of, no, I won't be a one-hit wonder, um, you know, and yeah, sure, I may end up impacting dozens, hundreds, thousands, millions, like whatever metric people will say to put on it. Can I actually be super okay at this season of life if my impact is one? 
because if I'm able to feel into what worthiness feels like for my own experience, worthiness is just something that we have. It's literally you're born in and the fact that you're born inherit, like you inherit worth to begin with. So what if the quality of how we experience worth is more about the quality of our relationship with ourself? Do I see myself as worthy? And how can I navigate the moments in life that challenge that for me? And how can I acknowledge again where this idea of worth being something that's given outside of me, how can that be navigated as well? So I, I yeah, I wanted to share this out. And again, I'll have Rachel's information if you want to hear her video um, is on Instagram. But yeah, so I'm, I'm in this season of can impacting one be enough? And, you know, and we can impact ourselves. That can be your one. It can be your neighbor. It can be um, a caterpillar that you didn't step on, you know, that you relocated to a leaf. You know, can we allow there to be room for a sense of, of being to simply be enough and and if we're able to have an intention of being ourselves and that and really discover rediscovering reconnect with what that even means what if that's our definition of success everything else is the surprise extra and and it's almost like this regenerative experience of if i'm allowed to have this focus of having an impact on one that suddenly sets the bar so to speak to be really relatable and does it, and I have this curiosity of does it actually motivate me and equip me to actually be of service? Because instead of trying to juggle all the balls of impacting a million people at once, how can that sure be something that I entertain as a reality? Like hypothetically, yes, a million people can become aware of anything, you know, at least a million people know what cheese is. <laughs> it's not out of the reason, you know, outside of reason that a million people can learn about anything. Um, but if I'm starting from a place of, can I just reach one? And then one gets reached. Oh, can I just reach one more? And then one is reached. Suddenly that builds that confidence that the, the heart center is about. Because I suddenly have this body of evidence, so to speak, that I feel in my body. So I'm suddenly not even looking for proof. I'm not looking to prove myself or to have um, worth be given externally or justification for something. Because I already know the feeling of having that impact of one. And at that point, can one plus one plus one plus one actually equal a million? Because with each one that is impacted, they themselves have their own ripples. So again, it's, it's this really, for me, empowering way to decentralize myself from this idea of collective impact and community care and being part of a community because I've what if I physically don't have to be the person that all this impact is about, that I don't have to go and physically speak to or serve or support one million people, that maybe in a lifetime I reach a thousand people, but each of those people have their own ripples or ways that they have different access to themselves and therefore navigate their own lives in a different way, when suddenly a thousand people have impacted a million people overall, and it happened in such a beautiful way where there were different relationships being fostered, different communities were being cultivated. And in that sense, can like my my energy and my soul's knowingness of like something has shifted, can there be the beauty of just being in that moment and feeling it? 
and also not having the pressure feeling like I have to have my name assigned to everything. Like how freeing is that? So I'm feeling a sense of completion with sharing that out now in my my body. And so if you're feeling now called or curious about exploring what is worth anyways, I'm going to be in that space with you for the next few weeks too. And so I appreciate you sitting with me through this episode. You know, we went over a new, perhaps new to you topic of human design as well. You know, and sometimes that's a, a great rabbit hole <laughs> for people. I know it has changed my life a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm just feeling this. I've been explaining it to myself. They have words to it. It's like, I can see that there's a door now, a door to like this shift in my life. And now it has a doorknob. And, you know, I, it's becoming more plausible and real. But I also have this sen- sense of trust that it's not time for me to open the door yet. And that I also trust that I'll know when it is. So if you're on the cusp of something, even if that's finding more gentleness, especially if that's finding more gentleness for yourself, can you put a name to sort of what cycle you're feeling in that? And can where you are offer the sense of enoughness? Because what is worth anyways if it's something that we're giving someone else the ability to prescribe to us? And in case no one has ever told you this, or you just need a reminder, as we all do from time to time, you are inherently worthy. Every moment that you are in existence, and even afterwards, just your beingness is enough. And I'm celebrating you for still being here today, especially if there have been times in your life where you didn't think that that would be a reality. Thank you for tuning in for episode 10 where we explored what is worth anyways. And I aired out the big myth that I have that I would be a one-hit wonder and also came to terms with actually impacting one person is more than enough. So can I dare to be a one-hit wonder? And then just keep repeating that if that ends up being what happens and seeing how that goes. So next episode, we're actually going to have a guest. It's already been recorded, but... You know me by now, I just put things in the order that it seems like they're going to be in. Um, and that episode was so fun to record. I don't want to give any spoilers just yet, but I will. Because um, <laughs> I do want to. We're going to be talking with Keith Jamison, who actually is one of my former mentees um, through my day job work at a nonprofit. And we had some really juicy and personal intersectional conversations about our own lived realities with systems of oppression and also how to really enter this place of self-love, empathy, and being capable, willing, able, and empowered to take next steps when you're at life's crossroads. So that will be coming in the next episode. If something has uh, stood out to you or you felt impacted by anything in this episode or before, please leave a review like, subscribe, do whatever the things are that you can do with podcasts. And then again, you can reach me on Instagram at improvide.with.lori. And you can also email me at improviding101 at gmail.com. As always, I hope you have a razzle-dazzle day. And if that's not accessible, you can put F on front and have a frazzle-dazzle day. See you next time.